0: Uh, that's a, that song is a particular favorite of mine uh, because of how it came about. If you don't know the story of Silent Night, I would encourage you to look it up. Um, but a church that had a big, is a small church, but they tried to put on a Christmas, uh, I don't know if, what you want to call it, but a Christmas choir, something, some kind of a presentation uh, every Christmas, and the church organ had broke down. And so the song leader, all he had was this guitar and the kids. And between him and the pastor they wrote this song in a matter of two days and the kids learned it in a day and they sang it for that night. It just uh and, and it's German. It's originally German. I believe German or Austrian, but I believe German is the language. So Matthew chapter eight. <clears throat> Matthew chapter eight. Lit a very interesting Side story. Uh, I call it a side story, and, and uh, but we'll just we'll just go ahead and read it. Matthew chapter eight. Here we're going to be in verse fourteen. Okay, so that there's been many healings. Jesus has come down from the mountain teaching the Sermon on the Mount. Um, <coughs> we've got the centurion uh, whose servant was sick, and uh, the just amazing faith there. And now just just so you, I need to make sure you all understand this. Matthew is not a chronological gospel, okay? Matthew puts things in order as he as he is presenting a, a point. And right now we're in this point of Jesus has power over disease, okay? So if you want a chronological version, go to Luke and read. You get much better chronological version out of the book of Luke, okay? Uh, so some of these events don't think that, that necessarily happened perfectly in order as we have it here, but in how, Je- in how Matthew is wanting to present it, in this section, we're in this, Jesus has power. He's trying to teach the, the Jewish bo- bo- people that he's been writing to, listen, he fulfills, Jesus fulfills all the teaching of the Messiah, and here's where he has power over disease. Okay, So here we are now, <clears throat> uh, he's just given us the story of the centurion, and the healing there, and now we're in verse 14. And when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, I'm I'm caught right there. I just stop and think about that. But Jesus uh, would show up inside some of his own followers' houses just to hang out for the afternoon. Because that's what's happening here. Can you think about, I mean, just pause. You wonder if in heaven we'll have a spot in our mansion and Jesus will just walk through the door just to... Spend the afternoon, well, eternity, there is no afternoon, but I just consider that. And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother, that's Peter's wife's mother, that kind of blows away the whole Peter is the first pope mess, because popes aren't supposed to be married, Peter's married, he's got a mother-in-law. Anyways, so, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. The idea that they're being laid means that the, 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 the sickness had literally knocked her down. I mean, it was, she could not get up. The, the sickness was a... As a matter of fact, Luke says it was a very great fever. I believe is the term he uses. So she's laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand. And the fever left her. And she arose and ministered unto them. And when the even was come... They brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. That's Isaiah 53, 4. Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Funny, I've always looked at that last one and thought of it as Jesus on the cross, bearing upon himself uh, the sins of all men. But here's, here's Matthew telling us that Jesus healing people is the fulfillment. And while he was on the planet, Jesus' fulfillment of Isaiah 53.4 was when he was healing people on the planet. And the words there are interesting, both the word took and bear are the idea of this. Not that he took them to himself, but that he took them away. And he bore them away. Both of these words have, this, have that same idea. He, you know, It's like we put out our trash and the garbage man took the trash. It doesn't mean the garbage man took them for himself. He, he took them away. Okay? So, and the same here that Jesus now is fulfilling Isaiah 53 three four That uh, <clears throat> bore our sorrows. That, if, if, you, if you know that verse. says himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. He took them away away. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, um, Lord, for your word tonight. I pray that you would please help your preacher and your people. Lord, help us to see what you have here for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And you may be seated. I must admit to struggling with this passage a bit because I kept focusing on... uh, the healing. Not, not that Jesus doesn't heal. He does. When Jesus gets inside a house, he changes things. And that's without question. And uh, so I, I kept working through this back and forth, and I, I really was kind of uh, paying attention to the first two verses, not the last two verses. The, the, those four verses are together. Uh, they are all together. They are the same story. While there might be two paragraphs in some, in, some other, in others there are only one paragraph, um, but these are together uh, the story is always these two parts are always together in every other book and i kept focusing on the the restoration of peter peter's mother-in-law and and there's some cool things about it there really is i'm just that he didn't just heal her so i want you to i want you to connect the dots to so just heal her would be to take the fever away he didn't stop there you understand that when you get when you get sick and you start getting better there's usually still a day of recuperation. Your body, even though, even though the sickness may be gone, the body has to rebuild strength. It has to restore so that you can go back out and function in the world. It's not, and he didn't just stop there. I mean, he not only healed her, he restored her strength, and her very first response was, uh, she desired to serve. I mean, this is, a, this, is, this is a complete healing as if the fever never existed. So she gets up and her first thought is to go about, "There there are people in the house and I'm sure they're hungry, they've been up there working all day, maybe they need their feet washed, maybe they need something to eat, maybe they need something to drink. And that's her first response is to go about what would normally be a part of her day to serve those guests that are in her house. And so I thought, this is, what a healing, I mean, what a... What a great thing that, you know, Jesus, when he, sees, when he sees people that are sick, he can touch them, he can heal them, he can stop sickness, he can restore strength, and, you know, and the touch of Jesus does some amazing things, does it not? Y'all are really excited about it. Come on now. The touch of Jesus is an amazing thing. But <clears throat> the problem with that is, is, Jesus doesn't heal all sickness. Physical sickness. If you remember, Paul asked the Lord three times to remove a physical problem he had. And the Lord said, no, not going to do it. So, you know, it's like, and, and even, even I know if we were to go back into the book of James and we'll look at uh, the, the request for, from a member to, you know, the, to apply the oil and to, for the elders to come and pray... And I'm happy to do those things, you know what? But the healing is always in God's hands. I've seen, I've seen issues like that. We've gone in and prayed and literally it seemed like a miraculous recovery within a week. And other, others in the same, almost the same time frame, others that they go through the same thing and uh, they end up going, going to hospital, going through surgeries, and then going to heaven. Which is still healing, by the way, but it's not healing from the physical Aspect that we look at. And so it started messing me up because, you know, I'm trying to build this whole message on when Jesus sees, when Jesus sees, you know, sickness, he touches sickness and he heals sickness. And I got thinking, you know, but not always. So so I'm missing something in the process here. And I kept being dissatisfied with the thoughts that I was coming about. I just, and I kept coming back to this thing about that she was restored to service. That's kind of interesting to me that she had. That she was healed, and it—what? It, it, why would it put it in there that she jumped up and ministered to them? <coughs> it's not a necessary thing. As a matter of fact, if you think about it, it's like she went about her business, but it's included. And then it includes the next two verses, and I'm looking at those, going, "I'm not sure. I just don't see how these connect." And maybe you're maybe you're brighter than I am, and you're already running down the pathway, or maybe I'm leading you down that pathway because I'm talking about it, but. Man, I just—I know that Jesus heals, and if there's lost people, I'm just telling you, Jesus heals lost people in a way that just—he—he uh, he can restore—he can restore marriages, he can restore health, he can restore sanity, he can restore emotional and and mental instability. I mean, he just—he's amazing at it, and I've seen God do some of that for us. So it's hard to walk away from that, but. It, I began to realize that the healing in here was not about for us to focus on the healing so much as the results of the healing. Why did Jesus heal? Well, I mean, he's the healer. That's kind of beyond it. So I I backed out of the whole thing and I started rethinking the whole thing. And the first thing I thought about is (coughs) here's Jesus spending time in Peter's home. Peter's one of his followers. And here's Jesus, now he's been healing, he's been healing here and he's been healing there. He's been teaching here and he's been teaching there. And now Jesus comes inside of one of his, uh, literally the man he handed the pastorate to when he left. And he goes inside of his house and he affects affects Peter's house. Not just generally, not just lost people, not just a whole bunch out there. But he affected Peter's house. What's interesting was after he affected Peter's house Peter's house became the base of Jesus being able to affect Peter's community do you you see what it said and when even was come they brought unto him he's still at Peter's house they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils and he cast out the spirit with his word and healed all that were sick that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by I, I don't know Kind of makes me wonder, what if Jesus hadn't healed Peter's mother-in-law? Well, he's the healer, yeah, but we know, we saw, we watched, the mother-in-law got healed. Something about here, he, he, he saw a sickness, he healed the sickness, which he's not obligated to do, okay? And then because he healed that sickness, suddenly now he has avenue to reach the community in which Peter's living. Well, now the whole story changes, doesn't it? The whole story means something a little different. And I just want to be clear. Listen, God is not obligated, and I need to say this quite clearly. God is not obligated to heal all of your sicknesses. He does not obligate himself to do that in Scripture. He has obligated himself to save all sinners who call upon him. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, we know that the purpose of Jesus on earth is to seek and to save that which was lost. That's his desire. That's his purpose. And, I, <coughs> and again, I'll just point you to uh, 2 Corinthians. I will go look at that again, but Paul himself, saying, God left me with a physical problem. So here's Jesus. He heals, heals Peter's mother-in-law. He does this work inside Peter's house, and she jumps up and she serves. Well, something interesting about this serving, it just doesn't mean that she, she served for a moment. Okay? It wasn't, doesn't mean that she jumped up and did a service duty. The the word there is a is a continual action. The the, the, the the type of word this here is that she served. In other words, that she got up and she served and she did not quit serving. It was something that she started and continued. Do you reckon that might have been continued while Jesus is out there healing all these people that are coming through? That she's maybe maybe she's taking out uh washcloths or helping people stand up or taking drinks to those who are out, out there or <coughs> maybe making sure. Jesus and the disciples, that they're okay, that they're eating. I mean, you understand, we're talking about a mother-in-law, so we've probably got a grandma here. And grandmas are always concerned about making sure everybody's eating. This is the holidays. we understand this, right? Okay, it's how I won Dana's grandma. I had seconds. And I was okay with, with, with mama arms. That's good. And so she's out there, she's making sure she is serving. So the Lord healed her, and now she's able to walk out the door. While Jesus does work for others, she is able to support the work of Peter and Jesus. Do you you start to see the connection here? I mean, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Because this is, after all, the purpose of Christ on earth, isn't It's to seek and to save. Luke 19.10, if you're wondering about that. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. So, that's the whole story. you got all the background, you got got everything you need. And I begin to dwell on this, and I come up with some thoughts. I just want you to think about these. And I tried to cover a realm of just things that were going through my mind. But first of all, being a disciple of Christ... A special disciple of Christ does not make you immune to disease and pain in your own home. Being a disciple of Christ does not make you immune to disease and pain in your own home. I might need to say that again. Because I think we get a messed up vision of what Jesus wants to do on the planet. But at the same time, I I can't get past, there's three three portions of this thing that just, uh, you you need to allow it to touch you. Jesus, verse 14, he saw his wife's mother-in-law laid and sick of a fever. Jesus sees when there's pain in your home. In verse 15, he touched <laughs> her hand. Jesus is aware. Jesus can not just sympathize, he can empathize. He can be with you. He is, and he wants to be with you in your pain. He's not, he's not some far-off God who doesn't care, some God somewhere way up. No, he is, he, is, um, he is omnipresent. He is everywhere all at once, and he's omniscient. He knows all things all at once. He is, and he's, he's also eternal so what you might face tomorrow he's already there he's already with you in your sorrow that happens tomorrow well he's not obligated to heal your sickness it does not mean that he does not see you and it does not mean that he does not maybe wish to touch you in the middle of your sickness amen now the thing we need to realize and i'll just tell you i'm not some some of you asked me if i'm not feeling good no i'm not i'm sick But isn't it amazing how when we're sick, especially guys, it's like the only thing you can see. (laughs) I'm sick. Oh, come take care of me. You know, my wife's one of those where if she gets sick, you just kind of open the door and throw food in. And you need anything? Okay. Not me. I'll take the nursing all day long. I'll take every bit of it. Yeah, I want another blankie. Can you refill my cup, you know? I need some hot soup. I, you know, I, I understand that. I just, but you know, isn't it amazing how that when we get sick, we get inward focused? In no. any kind of sick. I'm not just talking about physical sick. When we're maybe heart sick. When our mind is sick. When our emotions are messed up. We, sometimes when we get into sickness, we forget that Jesus' purpose on the planet is still the same. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. I want to remind you, I've mentioned it a couple times, but I want to remind you about Paul's reference to this. Sometimes he'll heal, sometimes he'll heal, but sometimes he wants you to trust him in your sickness. Because he still has a purpose outside of your sickness, outside of your pain. Paul said this in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, And lest I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, to beat on me. This wasn't something simple. Lest I should be exalted above measure. Hear that? Lest I should become the center of attention. For this thing, I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me, and he said unto me, "My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect, is made complete in your weakness, in weakness. And then Paul says, "Most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities. Why? That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, and necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. for when I am weak, then am I strong." It's almost like Paul said, oh man, I'm sick. I wonder how God's going to deal with this. I wonder how God's going to work through this. I wonder how God's going to use this to win people. And we're all here going, eh. Do you hear me? Maybe God doesn't want to take away your sickness because he wants you to realize that he's enough. Again, I'm not just talking about physical sickness. It could be physical physical weakness, could be a mental weakness, could be an emotional weakness, God is strong enough, and maybe what we need to do is trust. If I understand Paul in this passage, because he keeps saying, lest, lest, uh, lest I should be exalted, if I understand Paul in this passage, if we're going to misuse our healing for personal interest and personal gain, healing may not come. <laughs> We must learn to live by faith. So back to the thoughts here. and that, this, I just wanted to cover that section about healing, but back to our lessons or thoughts out of this. is When I see the results of Jesus healing here, it seems to me that Jesus doesn't heal the people, his disciples, so they can be spectators. Do you hear me? We understand taters in Idaho, right? Jesus, Jesus doesn't heal his servants so they can be spectators. He heals them so they can be participators. Paters? Taters? Oh well. You say tomato, I say tomato, whatever. If you watch often when Jesus healed people, he, he often gave them something to do with their healing. <laughs> Go to the temple. Go to the priest. Go and tell your neighbors. Don't go and tell your neighbors. He often did those kind of things. He gave people something to do with their healing. So it makes me think, an either or thing here. So if I'm not seeing healing in my house, so everybody listen. If I'm not seeing healing in my house, is it because I'm going to misuse it? Or is it because maybe Jesus isn't in my house? So if I'm not seeing healing, is it because I might misuse it for myself? I'm healed. So what I'm going to do is spend more time on Facebook, (laughs) get angrier at the news and the politics. What's Jesus' purpose on the planet? to seek and to save that which was lost so if i'm not seeing healing in my house is it because i'll misuse it or again we could go back to we could just go back to paul's i mean i'm just not i'm not trusting him i'm not seeking his strength and there's another big or kind of the op- the different idea of that if i'm not seeing healing in my community is it because i'm too proud to admit i need healing in my own place Do you hear what I'm saying? If I'm not seeing healing in my community, Jesus used Peter's house as a base to reach out to Peter's community. If you're not seeing healing in your community, is it because the problem's in your house? Whew. Are are you hearing that? Are you hearing that? Jesus healed the sickness in the house because he wanted to reach those that were in the other houses, by this house. Jesus healed the sickness in the house because he wanted to be able to reach the community. He wanted to use that house as a base of healing for the rest of the community. Amen. You know, there's a lot of us believers, I'm, this might seem a little bit over, uh, over the top, I'm not sure, maybe over, overly said, but uh, G- you need to let Jesus heal your house and you need to bring specifics to him specifics uh if we read some of the other passages we also see that when jesus walked in the door the first thing they did was point at the mother-in-law it wasn't like they just said ah she'll be fine (laughs) the first thing they said was she's pretty sick listen you hear what i'm saying there's some of you just expect god to just do something and you've not sat down in specific prayer saying god can we fix this problem Lord, this, this issue here needs to be fixed. And then let God answer you. Isn't that what Paul said? He went, to, he went to God for a specific problem three times until God finally said, I'm not taking care of that because you need to trust me, which is also an answer. Amen. Just kind of a thought. So as a result of that, let me ask you a few questions. Is your house changing any lives? is your house changing any lives <clears throat> are you healthy then are you serving would be the next question and if not why not and i don't mean i don't mean just physically healthy you understand what i'm saying we could just say are you serving period paul served even though he wasn't healthy let me ask. Let me think about this. Why isn't Jesus using your house as a base for healing in the community? Why isn't Jesus using your house as a base for healing your community? Why isn't is, is this should this be a location for healing? I'm asking: Is the Lord using this house, Jerome Bible Baptist Church? I don't want you to answer out loud. I want you to answer in your own in heart and head. Is is Jesus using Jerome Bible Baptist Church as a base for healing in the city of Jerome? And if not, why not? What's Jesus' purpose on the planet? To seek and to save that which was lost. What, what one thing did he leave behind for us to do? The Great Commission. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. You know, sometimes I wonder if maybe the reason that America's going down the tubes is because churches have stopped looking to Jesus to heal in their own house. And churches are a community, aren't they? Churches are a community of believing families, members. And if the church is not being productive, isn't that that a reflection then on the members also? I know this is rough. This is one of the reasons I think the Lord swapped swapped these messages around. I did not do this because I felt like this is a better message. The Lord just convinced me that I needed to do the other one this morning. But man, I tell you, the more I dwelt on this message, this is serious stuff. That Peter... Listen, who is Jesus? Can, can we just acknowledge who is Jesus? Is Jesus the healer? Is Jesus the healer? Yes. We know that. We know that. Can Jesus heal your home? I think sometimes we think that that's some kind of a far off thing. Yeah, Jesus can. You hear what I'm saying? Does Jesus want to heal our community? I, I, I do not buy this whole thing about, uh, you know, I understand things will get worse and worse. Teachers and evil and antichrist, those things are going to whack, wax worse and worse. That does not mean there are not going to be millions of people who are still looking for truth and God is still not seeking to save the world. Uh, that is, you, those two do not compete. There will always be the need, until Jesus returns, there will always need the be the need for preaching of the gospel because people still need to be saved. And Jesus' purpose, to seek and to save that which was lost. Why does he have churches? So churches can what? Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. <clears throat> we can point at our culture. We can point at our, the, our local community. We can point at the other competing religions that we might have and pretend that somehow Jesus and Peter in their day didn't have to face those exact same things. Of course they did. There's no difference. This is Jesus setting up Christianity in the middle of the Jewish realm. Hello? Maybe what Jesus is waiting for us to do is admit. And maybe say, Jesus, you're in the house. Can you fix this? Lord, we have an issue over here. Will you fix this? Will you fix that? Maybe Jesus is waiting for us to admit the problems in our own house. So he can heal us. Why does he want to heal us? Because, listen, why? Because there is a bigger need. There is a bigger purpose. Amen. There is a bigger purpose. He wants to fulfill his own desire of seeking the lost. Why does Jesus heal? Why does Jesus restore? So we can serve. Why doesn't he heal? Sometimes so we can serve. (laughs) Jesus has a purpose on the planet. We can misuse all of our good feelings, all of our greatness, all of our easy life for self. We can consume it for self or we can get involved on Jesus' purpose on the planet. Let's read. I just want you to read through this again with me. A matter of fact, why don't you stand? Matthew chapter 8. <clears throat> Verse 14. And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever and he touched her hand And the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. When the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. Possessed with devils? And he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bear our sicknesses. Jesus still wants to do that in our town and in your family. He wants to heal sicknesses. He wants to heal families. He wants to take he wants to take uh, is our world messed up and broken. Is our country messed up and broken? We can, we, can, we can pronounce doom all we want and, and get caught up in the book of Revelation and talk about how, oh, it's the end of the world. It must, must be on its way. I can't wait for Jesus to come. Or we can get on board with Jesus' purpose on the planet. Is that Jesus wants to get inside these homes and heal brokenness. He wants to heal sickness. And he wants to use our house as a base of operations to make that happen. Amen. Our house. Father, Lord, we want to be a part. We want to be a part of the healing of our own people. Lord, I'm tired of seeing families get tore up by the devil, used and spat out. Lord, I'm tired of seeing families broken and torn apart and divided. Tired of seeing good people melt into uselessness and brokenness. Lord, knowing that, Lord, you want to be their healer. Lord, and you want to use us to do it. You want to use our house as a base, a place where the lost can come and hear about Jesus and find the healer. Father, there's plenty of brokenness to heal. There's plenty of lost people to save. Lord, I pray that you'd help us as believers. help us as believers, Lord, to seek your healing in our own house. And then, Lord, to take that healing and not be selfish with it. Not to use it for our own personal desires and interests. But instead, Lord, we would get the boldness of Paul and Peter and the disciples and the apostles and go out and bring people to Jesus. Introduce them to Jesus. Help them to find the healer. Lord, please, we want you to use our house. We want you to use your own Bible Baptist Church. Lord, I pray for every house that is connected to this church, Lord. Every member in this building, help us to look at our own house. Help us to seek your healing in our own house. So that we might be ready to take on the great purpose of Christ, the eternal purpose of Christ. Lord, I pray now that you would work in every heart as only you can. We ask this now in Jesus' name.